0: It was never going to, never supposed to be, a normal day. She knew that it was, in a sense, the last day of the kingdom. It was the extreme bleaching of the last vestige of antiquity. But she had thought to be a mere witness and to end that day more or less the same person as the one who woke to it. It was a late time to be living. The world was so radical it seemed ready to peel itself. Time itself had been renamed, Two weeks ago, the government instituted a new calendar. This month was now called Harvest. Last night, she had had attended the theater. Before the revolution, at the monarchy's insistence, this theater had hung a gauze curtain in front of the audience to obfuscate the onstage drama. The king seemed to fear this theater's plays were too realistic and that too much reality was good for nobody. Four years ago, on the day they stormed the Bastille, She was at the theater when the director tore down the shroud and shouted, Long live Liberty! This morning, the crowd in the Place de la Revolution had gathered at dawn. They had dressed in coats and caps against the mid-October air. They had waited over three hours. No one knew how long they would have to wait to see Royal Red. Some slept standing up. A few men wound through the crowd selling revolutionary pamphlets. Others sold roasted walnuts. A pigeon perched on the crossbar of the guillotine. Someone in the crowd threw a rock at it, and the bird flew away. Royal death was afoot. She bought a pamphlet that quoted George Danton. These days, everything is worked in human flesh. And there was more reading material she carried with her always in her head, Voltaire's novel, Candide, which mocked the philosopher who said, It is demonstrable that things cannot be otherwise than as they are. Last night, she had dreamt of running on water. She ran all the way through Paris, right along the river. It was just like skipping the stones on a lake. It was simply a matter of getting the angle on speed right. She was half convinced she could do it now. This whole year, she had felt as if she were running up and into the air, keeping her pace just a little faster than the revolutions. And now, as she stood in the square gossiping about the preparations made for the Austrian's execution, the world lit up. Her vision fell away, and simultaneously, she could see as if for the first time. It was as if the gauze curtain had been torn down. The guillotine became close and vivid. From a distance, the dark wood had appeared smooth, even polished, but now every fiber rose up. She could see the machine from every angle at once. She sensed power, mainly. It was as if this might was always present. It surprised her... That matter could even hold its form. Every particle inside her seemed to shake. A long vertical beam separated from the machine and the horizontal blade slid over to form a cross. And there hung Christ, looking at her evermore. Eyelids half-risen, not speaking, though he wished he would. Why did he have to be there, covered in blood and mud, hair smeared everywhere, thorns pressing down and down? She heard the blade as it scraped across the air and felt the silence chisel her out. She could smell the loud smack sweat, feel the bitter taste of the sourceless light. She felt not consolation but terror at this direct encounter with the real. She wanted to hide but could not. She returned to a world dripping with smoke, splayed a kimball on the stage.